So then we get into this space where we are exchanging being real with being relevant, being transparent with being too liberal and being authentic with borderline apostasy. You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dotson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Welcome back to The Traditional Millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dotson, and we are diving right in. So there is this demand of Christians to be real, to be authentic, to be genuine and transparent. And while this is exactly what we should be committed to as believers in order to win others, is there a such thing as crossing the line when it comes to showing people our true selves? And are our true selves the people we want to be or the people God has called and predestined us to be? So I was listening to this interview between two Christian artists for an album listening party and the artist whose listening party it was for or the artist whose listening party it was made the comment that they had to edit some things out of their songs before they were released. And I was like, what does that mean? So so I decided to go and listen to one of the singles that she had previously released. And I had I heard a phrase that sounded like a phrase that used hell in a derogatory or vulgar vulgar context. So I went back and I listened again and I looked up the lyrics and lo and behold, there it was. I wasn't tripping. I wasn't just hearing things. I finally realized what she meant when she said this. But not only that, she had made a comment during that listening party about another line in the song that they had to replace the word stuff with. And I was thinking to myself, can we still call this Christian music? <laughs> Isn't this now a form of secular music? Like w- whenever we start to use worldly terms and worldly standards for things, aren't we now basically giving what we're doing a worldly foundation? So now we have to ask the question, where does profanity fit in gospel music? Should this be a conversation that we're even having? How do we get here? And how do we combat these sort of things. So to answer the first question, which I would think would be obvious for any believer, the answer should be nowhere. Profanity doesn't fit in gospel. Even playing songs on Christian radio shows or radio stations that 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 have profanity in them, that shouldn't even be what we're doing. That 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 doesn't even fit there. But profane phrases or terms don't fit in gospel music. Now, granted, I know that the gospel music industry is just that. It's an industry, thus it's a business. So therefore, the people who are a part of it sometimes treat it as such. They want fame. They want money. They want celebrity. They want streams, popularity. And so sometimes they forget who they are singing about and the goal of what they are supposed to be singing for anyway. So then we get into this space where we are exchanging being real with being relevant, being transparent with being too liberal and being authentic with borderline apostasy. Some of us have become so real that we're making people comfortable with not having a changed mind or a changed life in Christ. We want to be like the world so that the world can come to our churches instead of bringing the world out of the world to come to Christ. So when we think about several passages of scripture, we're constantly told that believers aren't of the world, but just in it. 
that our minds have been transformed and renewed and that we are not to conform to the world and that we are to remain unspotted from the world. We see this a lot in scripture. So if you look at the origin of profanity, just like anything else, some of these words were and are common for certain things. They actually describe places and things that exist in the world. But these words to qualify as a cuss word or swearing word, they have to be used to offend people. And this is where these terms become ungodly, worldly, and wrong. So just like social media social media or the internet, it was made to be a good tool for research, for communication and advancement. But then you have people who want to pervert it and use it in a derogatory and detrimental way. And as believers who have come out of the world or been called out of the world, we should never want what we do to be offensive or detrimental. And we w- we shouldn't use things that do this like the world does. So it, let's look at Ephesians 4 and 1 and also 4 and 29. It, they say this, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, which is Paul talking, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And then 29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as it's good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So here, we see that God has called us to be Christ's representatives on earth. So in light of this, we have to live worthy of our being called a Christ follower. And that's because people are watching us and they should see Christ in us. So Christians, we're not to speak in an evil way, and we are to substitute corrupting talk with talk that builds up and gives grace. This also applies to bad fruit, which is not something a believer should be producing anyway. So in order to give grace in the things that we say, we have to speak in a way that benefits others rather than corrupts them through what we have said. And to hear a believer talk about Christ, but have to use profanity to do it, what does that really say about their witness? So then if you read over in Colossians 4 and 6, it says, let your speech always be gracious, gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each each person. We should want to manifest a powerful authoritative and life-changing testimony to non-believers. And if you look at this, this verse, it echoes what Christ was teaching back over in Matthew um, when he was teaching his disciples about being the salt of the earth. When we apply this to our conversation, it suggests that we speak in an interesting, stimulating, and a wise way. So, so in applying to our speech wisdom, we should use words that are conducive to commending the gospel to other people instead of gathering attention to ourselves. That's not what we should want. You know, I think that that it's a sad truth these days that we have to confend, that we have to contend for the faith amongst those who say they are a part of the faith. It's just like what we see in Jude. And I know this is something that the early church had to wrestle with, which is why we see it in scripture. It had to be addressed because it was a reality for those back then. And God knew it would only continue and progressively get worse for us. But we're here now. And even though some conversations probably shouldn't be had among so-called believers, we have to have them. And we're having them because Satan and the world are ramping up what they have to offer. And some of us, we are cowering and we're succumbing to these things. And that's a whole new discussion because then that begs the question, were some of us really in, like John discusses over in 1 John 2? But anyway, even in this 
We still have to be bold enough to talk about the things that may not be that easy or may not be that popular to discuss. There has to be a constant and consistent relationship between correct doctrine and true faith. And that has to exist even when the culture and the world says otherwise. No matter how open, real, or authentic we want to be, the truth of the Bible and our Christian lives should never be compromised because it gives us the real facts about Jesus and salvation. When we deviate from that truth, that's when people get confused over, over what's right and wrong and they lose sight of the only path that leads to eternal life. So how do we combat this? What, what do we do? Firstly, we have to know the truth which comes through studying the word of God. Without studying, we won't know what to defend, what to combat, what to reject or what to embrace, and we won't know how to do it. We have to know the basics so that no one can undermine our faith and so that no other person gets hurt in all of this. Secondly, we have to grow in our relationship with Christ. What we know means nothing if we don't have a personal relationship with the Lord for ourselves. And through this relationship, we gain the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit who will lead and direct us and also show us when we're going too far, when we're doing too much, or even when we're not doing enough. The Holy Spirit teaches us and, and, and he allows us to teach others in a correct and effective way. And lastly, We have to remain unified in the basics and the essentials of the gospel. We can disagree on a lot of things, music and worship, methods of worship, methods of outreach, orders of service, whatever, whatever the case may be. But we always have to remain unified to defend the truth of the basics of our faith that are found in the word of God. You can't twist the teachings of the Bible just to justify your own opinions, your own lifestyle or wrong behavior. This may give you a temporary freedom to do what you want to do, but in twisting God's word, you could end up paying a permanent and eternal price if you don't repent and just stick to what God has already given. God will judge us for excusing, for tolerating and promoting sinful behavior. And that's not something we should ever want to or look forward to for ourselves or other people. So ask yourself, does the way I live, do the things that I say, the things that come out of my mouth as a Christ representative show that I am sincere about my faith? And if your answer is yes, and your lifestyle is one that shows a deep respect for God and the principles of his word, then keep doing what you're doing. Because in the end, I'm sure that you'll be one of the ones that will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope it blesses and encourages you. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Brittany Dotson Music and also on Instagram at Traditional Millennial Podcast and also on Twitter at IMBD Music. You know I would love to hear from you again Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the traditional millennial where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps.